the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Buy one classic and get another for just a buck. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Blog Talk Radio.
Hello and welcome to Somewhere with Sky, Counting Syllables on La Cosa Nostra Radio. Uh, La Cosa Nostra is brought to you by a poetry group on ownpoetry.com, the largest poetry site in the world. And we'd like to say thank you to Kevin and his crew for all they do, keeping us set up and running and giving us a place to share poetry. Special thanks to Boo and Jay for running the group and running for the blog talk page so we can share live. And uh, tonight we will be enjoying some form poetry. Um, I've seen some on there that I have not come across before, so I'm pretty excited to learn a few and brush up on a few more. And if you enjoyed the, um, the opening song, which I know I did, um, it was a, a Cindy Lauper song, and I want to tell you a little bit about it. It was called I Drove All Night, and the song was written and composed by American songwriters Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, and originally intended for Roy Orbison. Uh, Orbison recorded the song in 1987, the year before his death, but his version was not released until 1992. Cindy Lauper soon covered the song and released it as a single in her A Night to Remember album. Her version became a top 10 hit on both sides of the Atlantic in 1989. Uh, Lauper still regularly performs the song in her live concerts. Uh, it has also been covered by Canadian singer Celine Dion. Um, and that reached the top charts of number seven in the U.S. And, uh, yep, so it's, I love that song. I don't know why. I just always loved it. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed dancing. I know we do have a couple people here that were already dancing on the board. We've got some Travolta up there, which was pretty exciting. Some, some weird cats. I'm not really sure what they're doing, but um, I think that's a dog. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me get some people on hold. Uh, hey, Steven. Hello. How are you? It's a cat. Good, how are you? It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm all right. Busy day. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I was like a really normal person today, and I worked eight hours. Oh. I know. Can you I've believe it? <laughs> Yeah. But then I came home and I, I worked on some cleaning projects. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. Today was my day off, but I've still been doing a lot, so, you know. Yeah. So sometimes those are the busiest days because you're like, all right, here, I got some time. I'm just going to go through the whole house. <laughs> uh, and I got another caller. I think it's Rack. It's a one 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 one. Yep, that's right. Hello. Oh, he's muted. Rack and Tor, unmute you. Uh-oh. You may have to call back. Rack and Tor, you may have to call back. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat everything yeah, Stephen he, says tonight. Got a little Skype. Yeah, call me back. He says it's on our side, not on his side. 
I saw it because you're on mute. I'll try again. There we go. See, now it says unmuted. But I unmuted you, though. I wonder why that did Uh, that. You were on unmute. Because you have delicate fingers. It really was. The red button with the mic was all lit up. (laughs) I believe you. How are you doing tonight? (laughs) Uh, I'm alive. (laughs) I'm alive. I'm alive. I almost took that song. I almost took that song. To open up. This is our what was it? it was the, the, the creature from Frankenstein, wasn't it? It's alive. Well, I was, I was, I was thinking the Sia song. Yeah, I was thinking Bill Murray when he was singing to Bob Goldthwait and Scrooge. I'm alive, and so are you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love you Bill said Murray. Scrooge. I haven't seen that yeah. in so long. Oh, I love that movie. We went and saw it in the theater over the winter. What was, oh, what was the other one that movie? What was the movie he yeah. did? It was supposed to be a horror movie where they um they were running around the country. Um, it was the apocalypse, post-apocalypse, and um the group of people were trying to get to Disneyland. Are you talking about uh, <laughs> Zombieland? I think it was Zombieland. And they come across Bill Murray. They, you know, they're going through California, and they're looking for a place to stay for the night. Hey, let's stay at Bill Murray's house. Yep. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. I love that. <laughs> I don't think I know what you're talking about, but it sounds fun. Well, I, I can't. I can't tell you. It's, it's too perfect. To, it's too perfect to spoiler. You have to watch it. It's it's genius. Genius. It is. It's really good. It is. It's a really good movie. Woody Harrelson's in it too. Uh, I'm trying to see yeah. anybody else is in it. Yeah. It was. It was a great movie, and it was a brilliant. It was a. It was a brilliant scene. That's. I can't say it enough. It was. It was brilliant. You know, Rack. I'm getting the impression that it was really brilliant. Is that my understanding? Writing genius was involved. It really was. <laughs> All right, I watched it. You convinced me. What was it called? <laughs> Zombieland. I think I've heard that. So it has the word zombies in, so you didn't have to sell it so hard. I would have thought you'd have seen it already. No, I do, I do remember seeing the previews for it, so I think I do know, but I don't remember. I I know the name. I know the name, but I've never watched it. So I will take some time, and I will watch it, and I will give you my review. That, How's that? I promise you that one scene is worth the whole movie. <laughs> it truly is. I'll just going to go on YouTube and look up that one scene and be like, Brack. That movie was great. My favorite part was this one scene <laughs> when this <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> hey, you guys. You <laughs> so you should also watch a clip that where he explains the rules of how to survive 
during a zombie apocalypse. There's certain rules you have to follow. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you right now, Stephen, I hear those rules all the time. The 15-year-old is really invested on how to survive the zombie apocalypse. So I have to hear really detailed and I just let him talk because he's 15 now, the coach, and he just, he, he like, he doesn't like go on and on and on. So whenever he does, I just, I just listen to what he wants to talk about, even though it's like, I don't want to hear about it. I still listen. And so he just goes on and on in the car about what the proper way is how to survive the zombie apocalypse. You don't want to go here. You don't want to do this. You want to grab this. You want to grab that. Like he's really, really invested in this. <laughs> does he have, does he have that, that's actually a book, you know, How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, he has books about yeah. the zombie apocalypse. Don't worry. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's his guardians and me and his parents, but this kid is all about zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but did you guys bring me form poems? I know you did. Mom. I dropped it on the board. I know you did. I'm excited. I know. Are you ready to teach me about your form poems? Of course you are. I'm, I'm, sure, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with mine. You, you, I didn't you know look at yours. I got to look at a Sinru. Let me look. It's a variation Let's of a haiku, see. but it's a sentence. Oh, I do know that one. I do, do. I don't think I've ever wrote one, though. But I do know it. All right. I, I want to tell you, I, I have a client at work, and uh, she's quite brilliant. Um, but she's really getting into poetry and writing. She usually writes, like, children's book stories, and she likes to draw and stuff like that. But I've been slowly teaching her um, poetry, and she's getting she loves it. So now, if I say line one or line two or A B A B rhyme, she knows what it means. I taught her how to do haikus and uh, tankas, and I taught her how to do an F three and a reversed F three, and then I taught her all about formatting and rhyme. And I just gave her the challenge to do a trifall, which I've never even done myself, but I gave her that challenge. So, so she's she's quite she, excited about it. She burns stanza. Hmm? Burns stanza. It's Pretty Bird's favorite form, and supposedly it's the easiest one. Okay, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll look at it. I'll look at it. I'm looking for for easier ones for her, but something that, that you know, I threw out. She gets the syllable count and the rhyme, and everything out. All the other rules are thrown out. But um, she's doing pretty good. All right, Stephen, teach me a little bit about what you've got here. All right, I'm trying to open it. I know I put it in the author's notes. <clears throat> this is back when JTA uh, would challenge us in La Cosa Nostra with a different form uh, every week, and we would all try to write it. And uh, this one was called a respeto. And what I know of it is it's it's, it's a two quant two quatrains. Has to have 11 syllables in each line, and the rhyme scheme is usually A B A B C D D C. So that's where I went. Anything else you want to know? You don't have to look it up because that's all I know. Oh, and it's Italian. <laughs> 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 
I think you covered it. I so think I, it's good. Okay. I, I, uh, <laughs> I threw this together. Uh, I think it was, I think it might have been in May last year, two years ago or whatever. So it was Star Wars, May the 4th be with you. So I call this the Battle of the Death Star, using the word battle form. X-Wing fighters speeding down into the trench. The TIE fighters are closing in behind them. Han Solo was thought to have ridden the bench. Instead, he shows up just in time to help them. Others have tried to hit the smallest target, were unsuccessful due to lack of the force. But Luke Skywalker has this power, of course. His aim was true, the Death Star, he's destroyed it. And Paul. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now, you know, how we got those, how we got those powers were from all the mini-chlorians that were given to him by his dad. So... (laughs) <laughs> I won't go into that. What? We won't go into that. What'd you say? I said, how, <laughs> I said, how does David do this? But we won't go into that. I still didn't hear what you said. <laughs> One more time. I said, and how did his dad give those metachlorines to him? And then I said, no, but we won't go into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh my goodness! I thought this was great. First of all, I I don't think I've ever heard of a respetta, a respetto, respetto. So I'm excited. The eleven the eleven uh, syllables per line is really awkward for me to do because I'm so used to doing um, the pentameters uh, and doing eight or ten, and I, I I did one that I had to do like switch off and on, and I had to do and some of them were eleven, and I actually found it a little hard, and I was like ah, so um, kudos to you, and it's like an and I don't know I don't know if it's not, what if it's like an uneven number or what it is in my head, but I think this is pretty cool, and then I love how you I love the gifts now. Obviously, you must have just added them in before the show because we weren't doing gifts back then. So I like how you added these sure. in, and uh, which I'm assuming you did, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So excellent visuals there, and I love that you brought me Star Wars because I'm I'm go, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to finish my Star Wars marathon. I got through the first, um, I think, the first three or four and I'm, 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 I'm on my venture but it's, it's taking me a long time because I'm too I'm just doing too many things but uh, I will get there eventually with my Star Wars marathon it's just broken up so um, I'm really excited you brought me in Han Solo and, and you brought in a little bit of fan fiction I mean not fan fiction uh, yeah fan fiction I guess it would be but it's really it's really kind of just recreating that scene for us and and giving us a little of the force and uh, may the force be with you. So, excellent. excellent. What do you think? <laughs> what What did you say? I said, "Live long and prosper." <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And now you're mixing uh, Star Trek into things, and you're really going to confuse everyone, Stephen. I I, I I loved I had a smile when I first words I saw when I opened it up were X wing. The only thing better than an X wing is a chicken wing. 
I, I, I thought this was fantastic. Um, I, I, I love, you know, this particular portion of the story, which, which sets the groundwork for the whole thing, you know, um, it, it is, is probably, you know, the most iconic. And, and it, it, it's perfect to do this, this form. Um, my, my brain couldn't wrap around it. I, I definitely couldn't have written um, this form because at the end, when he said he destroyed it, I, 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 would, I, I wanted to rhyme um uh, what was the, the the verse before, where he blew it blew it or something like that? I, I think would have rhymed with the verse before, so I would have been totally off and, and, and trying to screw up the rhyme scheme from the beginning because you know I, I I couldn't follow the rules for this. It would it would annoy me too much. I would read it read it back and I'd be like, no, I want to my my head wants to change it. I'm sorry, he didn't destroy it. He blew it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. No, you did. You did a great job with it. You really did. The only thing missing is, is what, what was that expression? Um, hand, remember, Han hand shot first. Yes. You know, yes. I really think you should just write at the bottom. Just leave one. Go ahead. I'm sorry, that still pisses me off if they change that for the remake and make Greedo shoot first and miss at such close range. It's like, what? <laughs> no. One solo shot him under the table in cold blood, and that's all there's to it. Han <laughs> shot first. <laughs> well, I, I, still, I think you should <laughs> No, nothing is sacred in this world. Just put right at the last line, just to really mess with people, I want you to write Live Long and Prosper. <laughs> I was like, it could be like in the like in the closing notes, but not quite in the closing notes, like right at the, <laughs> it could be like the afterword, you know, like there's a foreword in a book or afterward, you could just write afterward, <laughs> and just really mess people up. <laughs> I can tell you the woman that played the pal on on Star Trek um, when when they did the, the the wedding scene with Spock, she couldn't do the uh, the Vulcan uh, the V. They had to put her fingers in that position and hold them up for her. She couldn't do that herself. No. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't know much about Star Trek, uh, Rack, but uh, Stephen is helping me journey through my adventures. I'm about three episodes in, and so there, that's where I am. But I, <laughs> I am making the journey. You, you, you have to meet, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, what, the, what the hell is his first name? Mud. Harry Mud. Hardcore Fenton Mud. You got to meet Mud. Well, I've started, I've started with, uh, which one am I starting with, Stephen? Uh, you're starting the with Enterprise. the Enterprise, the one that yeah, the Enterprise before yeah. the original movie. Scott so that's, 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 that's the real one. That's oh wait, wait, one. wait! The, the series Enterprise? Yeah, the series yeah, the Enterprise. So. Oh no, 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 no! The the, the original with William Shatner. You got to start with the bad acting. <laughs> No, I get it. I, I'm starting. Now, Stephen knows why I'm starting with this one. Go ahead, tell him, Stephen. Stephen's got okay. my back. <laughs> so you want to stick with the timeline? You want to you want to take it in order of the timeline, the Star Trek timeline. Yeah. So 
Enterprise would yeah. be the earliest one. Yeah, see? <laughs> Where does Discovery well, sit in? Uh... <laughs> Discovery doesn't belong at all. Discovery is trash. There you go. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll exclude that from my my journey. <laughs> uh, <Wow>. Stephen, <laughs> do you tell us how you feel, Stephen? Don't hold back. Um, do you want to tell me what's going over there on uh, Poetic Sites this week? Sure. Uh, our next show over at Poetic Sites of Life is Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And it is the Poetic Inklings of Tomorrow. It's June Breezes Upon the Summer Memories, uh, the newest edition of Thomas Kincaid. Pieces to write to. Kay found a lot of pretty paintings for Kincaid to write to. Check them out. Thank you. you and Friday? Going? I want you to go Friday. Friday. Is name, yeah, Friday is named that movie. 8 p.m. Eastern. Come and uh, uh, play some movie clips. And first person to name the movie. On the board gets 100 points, and we also get bonus points if you know Young the actor that uh, yeah, is speaking. But I should also let you know that Thursday we do have a special movement of sound for George Michael's birthday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, we do Thursday. That's right. That's right. Thursday. And since we're just going along, on Friday, on Saturday night, I'll plug my show now. We are doing the second installment of Dungeons and Dragons. We're focusing on race. You could either extend the story you started with. You could write a new story. You could write about just the characteristics of race by using a a poem with, like, just descriptions. You could really do whatever you want as long as you look up, if you don't know, the race is human, halfling, half-elf, and uh, my fourth one, there's a fourth elf. one on there. So, yeah. elf, yes, thank you, elf. <laughs> elf. Yeah, no, it's elf. It's, oh. So it's elf, halfling, human, and half elf. So as long as you somehow incorporate and you look up some of the background, mostly for those who don't really know the races and the characters, look up some of the characteristics and some of the background of one or more of those characters, <laughs> traits, and bring them in. So if you do know the game and you do know the races, you can be a little bit more creative in your right and kind of, you know. But if you don't, I would highly suggest you look up and look a little bit into the character background and learn about it. Uh, That way when we get eventually on picking your own, you'll have knowledge of a couple to Mm -hmm. choose from. So that's on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I I think I only have one poem there. So why don't you guys go over and write and drop some poems for me so I don't feel so lonely. Um, And, yeah, that's it. And without further ado, I do have another caller. Hello, Boo. Hey, Boo. Booyah. (laughs) Boo. We were getting real geeked out with Star Trek and Star Wars over here. I I know you had to listen to part of that. <laughs> she was like, who was like, I leave her for a moment. <laughs> I love your geekiness. My mom used to be a lover of William Shatner when he was young, you know, and he looked good. You know, back in the day, I guess. Everybody loves that show. That's her crush. Shatner was a stud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So I got 
I got rack on the board. Are you calling from a break or work? What are you doing, boo? Yeah, I'm on break. It's okay. So I don't, I'm not in a rush. It's okay. I got okay. All right. I, I do want to say hi to Tila on the board. Hello, Tila on the board. Hi, Tila. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have rack. Rack, do you want me to read for you? Or do you, are you reading this? No, it's if uh, someone else can read it. Any anyone, it's it's, it's only brevity. It's uh, you know, quick, quick. Okay. Quick, quick. So this uh, is called jazz, and let me just. Um, I like to get the exact um, description of it because I don't know. I would never be able to hold everything in my brain so we're gonna do a little thing here so you did a sinru and i put all the description for everybody except yours because yours was a little bit okay you snuck it in so i did not quite have the description but we're gonna get it all right uh sinru we are not going to. We're just going to read your poem. So here we go. Uh, this is called mm-hmm. Jazz by Raconteur. A solitary note hangs in the air, heralding auditory bliss, surfing waves of percussion. Every vibration soothes my soul and poem. Excellent. Excellent. I like how you say, yeah, I like how you say the solitary note and in itself with using this form and how much of a brevity it is, it actually drives home the fact that this is just such a, a short, a short uh, note or a short moment in time. Um, same thing with the poem as in its brevity, but kind of mimicking that note at the same time. I really like that. I think it works works well. And I love the heralding. Um, I think I, I only ever hear that word when when you're when in that song, you know, hark the herald angels sing. I don't really hear the world. <laughs> I don't really hear that that often. So I love that wonderful use of, of, of I would say, a vintage language, um, but you don't really hear too much. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And then, of course, the vibration soothing the soul and having that smooth ending. Excellent, excellent piece. And I am going to get the first comment from Stephen. Yeah, I think this is pretty cool, actually. I like how you uh, hang on one second. Uh, I like I like your uh, your uh, imagery in this because it makes me think of how when you're listening to music and, and you close your eyes and just let the music resonate right through your whole body. This is really cool, Rack. That was kind of what inspired it. It's excellent. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
No, no, no. That that, that 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 was you know exactly what you had touched on too. You know, when you're sitting in in the smoky bar or wherever it is that you're listening, you know, even if it's in your own living room, it's it, it's usually those opening notes that kind of wash over you. Um, and in jazz in particular, you know, if it's a trumpet or something, when they hit that first note and hold it and it hangs there in the air, you know, that, that that's what mm. struck me to write this. Awesome. Excellent. And boo. I like that you use the music vibe, of course. And did you just write this back, or is it? Um, it's like eight months old now. Oh, okay. I thought cool. it looked familiar. I mean, it's. Oh, I've never tried this kind of solo, but I mean, the words that you use are beautiful, and solitary note hangs. Kind of like. You know, you're waiting for that person that that you love, maybe that left, or, and you know, you just can't make the same song anymore. Just the notes don't go together, and you're kind of missing her, and then um, wondering about if you're ever going to have to find that beat again or ever that rhythm again. That's kind of what I see. Um, and it's sweet, and you know how you are, so cute, lovey dovey. And uh, <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, well, you're part on the on the page. Yeah, Boo, Boo, Boo likes to pick out words that are, you know, like signature for people. Um, and you mentioned uh, you liked uh, the word heralding. Um, I know that's in probably at least three or four of my poems. It's, it's a word that I'm fond of, so yeah, I, I do use too. it. <laughs> we always have those ones that we're fond of. Um, yeah. I'm sure I have them. I think it's dark. I use dark a lot. I end with dark a lot, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I need to stop ending with dark. <laughs> oh, uh, good night, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if night, he hung Steven. up already. Good night, Stephen. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for yeah, coming. I gotta go. Of course, and I'll see some of you at racks later, I'm sure. I will yes. be there. Uh, oh. I'm bringing I'm bringing the song I wrote for you about heroes. Awesome! I know that's gonna make Pretty Bird really happy. Yeah, I can't stay a whole long time though. That's what I have to pass my bedtime, but I will be a little bit. Uh, but a little bit about Sengru. Um, <laughs> I am gonna ask you to plug your show, but I do wanna uh, a little bit about a Senru. It's also called a human haiku. It is an unrhymed Japanese verse consisting of three unrhymed lines of five, seven, and five syllables. Uh, so five, seven, five, or 17 syllables in all. A senru is usually written in the present tense and only references to some aspect of human nature or emotions. Uh, they possess no reference to the natural world and thus stand out from nature-seasoned haiku. So, of course, I always do, like, really random stuff. Like, I like to do more un. I have to say non-traditional type of haikus and things like that because mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever noticed or gone onto my page. I have about 50 pokey haikus, which is all pokey yeah. on haikus. Wow. <laughs> and I was thinking of you actually I when I kids, went looking. The kids love them. <laughs> the kids, yeah. Yeah, the they kids do, absolutely they love them. them. Yeah, so I, what, my, my godchildren have cell phones now, so what I do is when I post it, I take a picture and it shows the picture and the poem and I send it to them in their, through their phone and they and they love it and it's a good way to get them into poetry. But I have the Pokemon oh, yeah, haikus and then the, 
the Plants vs. Zombie haikus, which I really love the Plants vs. Zombie. And I think I got like 50 or so of each, so. <laughs> so those are, yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. So those are pretty much non-traditional as you can get. So, um, But they like it and they have fun with it. Uh, but I want to thank you, Rock, for bringing that. The poetry. Yeah, they, well, they, uh, my godchildren really like poetry anyway, obviously, because when I, when they were little, they would say, oh, instead of saying, tell me a bedtime story, they would say, tell me a poem to, for good for good night. And some of the poems that I actually have, I oh, just thought of on the fly. Yeah, telling them instead of a story, a poem, and then I would, after I would come telling it to them, I would go quickly write it down because some of them were just like off the cuff. They were literally just, I would just make them up yeah. and, and tell them. And then some of them, they like a lot, and they'll ask me to read my own. So they're like, read that one, read that one. And then, of course, we have almost the entire collection of Shel Silverstein. So I started them up with uh, Where the Sidewalk is. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we just, we, just, we just went from there. So um, I can't yeah. believe how many poets that I know here that, like, their family or their significant other or whatever, they've never heard their poetry. And it's just kind of sad. Yeah. You don't even know that they write. Uh, well, my my godchildren, I actually have their, I have a lot of their, uh, the poems that I have for them, like my children's poems recorded for them. And it says to who is yeah. you and stuff like that. And they have the, they have those versions downloaded on their, on their apps so they can, they can listen to it, whatever they want and do whatever they want. So, um, obviously I think That's literature good is really important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. All right. Uh, Rack, uh, do you want to tell us about your show tonight? Uh, yeah, a little later on, on uh, Team of Voices, it's um, I, I, I want to call it a Hollywood moment that gave the idea. You know, everyone talks about superpowers, but they talk about, like, you know, flying and x-ray vision. I wanted something a little more based in reality, but, you know, with, with that Hollywood twist, um, that, that moment when you're watching the movie and the guy does something spectacular and gets that, that you know, jaw-dropping reaction and his response is always, that's my superpower, you know? Um, so, you know, that, that, that's what led me to think of, you know, everyone's got something that they're really good at that they're kind of known for. So that's kind of what I was looking for. Just, you know, give you a chance to brag about something. Uh, without actually bragging, because you know, when someone asks you about it, it's not bragging. So go for it. I love it. I haven't uploaded that thing, but I will. I will upload it as soon as I'm all set. I was really. Uh, I came home and I had to. I was like running around. So, but I will upload it. I'm excited, and I will bring that hero one. And thank you. I look forward to it. So, Boo, I think last time you came here, you brought me a Villanelle, too. Do you really like Villanelles? She prefers chocolate. Oh, she dropped and came back. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um, So, last time you came here on a counting syllable night, I think you brought me a Villanelle. Do you do, yeah. do you really love Villanelles? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I just she likes chocolate. I, I kind of like the, it's the easiest one for me to write. I think of all the, all the rules and regulations, I kind of got that one down. Like, 
Actually, the first form I ever learned um, when I was hmm. in I was in, I took some in high school and early high school I took a lot of creative writing classes as electives and we had like advanced we had creative writing and then they had like advanced creative writing and then we also had like this um, uh, it was like a literature magazine that they posted out for a group so. Um, I started learning all of my forms back then, and Villanelle was the first I learned. So you can bring me a Villanelle every time if you want to. I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, so a little bit about a Villanelle. It's a 19... What? No, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. So a Villanelle and a Triolet, those were my first that I learned. Um, but a villanelle is a 19-line poem consisting of a very specific rhyming scheme of A, B, A, and you do that about six times. So A, B, I'm not going to say A, B, A. We do about five times. Sorry about that. You go A, B, A, about five stanzas, and then the last stanza, which is the sixth one, is A, B, A, A. So um, it's a pretty cool one. You can do it really in iambic pentameter or not. It's really um, up to your choice. A good example of a good villanelle is Dylan Thomas's Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. Um, so, yeah. That's all my teaching. Now you take over, Boo, and read me your poem. <laughs> all righty. So this is actually for a song um, from somebody named Nico Collins, which is really a hardcore song. It's at the bottom. So. Anyway, this is called Absent Affirmation. Reflected universe, spawned by desire, heavenly dance of playful romance, innocence, sorry. In truth, we are that for which we aspire. Endless seeking and craving, heart afire, pathetic is addictive indulgence. Reflected universe, spawned by desire. Station that way, uh, ceasing to acquire, flowing in calm, head and heart in balance. In truth, we are that for which we aspire. Take me away to the funeral pyre, ends with illusion, foolish dalliance, reflected universe, spawned by desire. No sooner with outer world we do tire, we are astounded by, I can't see the word, since in truth we are that for which we aspire. O hermit, the earth's life will soon expire, let the lamp of love shine in full brilliance, reflected universe, spawned by desire, in truth we are that for which we aspire, end poem. Oh, I love that. In truth, we are that for which we inspire, reflect the universe, spawned by desire. I really, really love that. And what I what I like about this too is that you said it was written. Well, I think with this form, um, in general, because of the 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 repeats and because of the the way that it's set up, is it's very rhythmical and very lyrical, and uh, much yeah. like. Um, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the lines they could be reversed into song, into poetry, uh, poetry song. And I like mm-hmm. that you based it had the inspiration of a song, but in itself it it is also very lyrical. And I like the message, especially towards the end. Um, I really love the world. Actually, me and Iraq were just talking about this earlier. How much I love the word brilliant, or and or here in, in its brilliance form. So. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and the old, old hermit, this earth life will soon aspire. Let the lamp of love shine in full brilliance. Now, to me, that last stanza is talking to me. Oh, hermit, sky, get out of your house and enjoy the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop being so inside and, 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 you know, not, you know, <laughs> being such a hermit. Uh, I have a lot of friends like that, actually. I have a lot of friends that, that are surprised me because they tell me, like, they never go out. They go to work and they go home and that's it. You'd never know it. Well, I go out. I just don't go out to, like, really social events. So, like, my idea of going out is, like, I'm going to go kayaking. You don't really see, you don't really go yeah. see a lot of, you don't interact with a lot of people, or I'll go hiking, or I'll do something, you know, or I'll go visit my mom. So it's very specific. It's, like, secluded. They're like, hey, you want to you wanna go out to this place or this place? And I'm like, ah, that seems like there'll be a lot yeah. of people there. I don't know about that. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. <laughs> So so I I thought this was a pretty cool message, and the way that it revolved and evolved, I thought was really creative and quite lovely and brilliant. So really, really well done. Thank you. And I'm going to get a comment from Rock. Thank you. Yeah, excellent um, uh, use of the form to to tell tell the story that you did. Um, I really enjoyed it, Boo. I don't know why yeah. I sound surprised, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We have to see the brilliance. It's definitely different, different view. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Um, somebody said to me lately too. I'm just trying to. You know, I don't want to be stuck in like one box, but so I thought yeah. I was going to try a different form, but I didn't. I, was ta- I really want to try this. I forget what it's called, but the one that JCA does so good, and it looks like. Like, his always looks like a weird shape. Oh, I forget the name. I'm going to have to answer, you know. You know, one time he did 16 forms in 16 days. <laughs> but I thought wow. that was funny. But, uh, some of them just look so difficult. Like, I just get all confused with the rules, the regulations. This one seems easier for me, I think. I mean, the hardest one for me is the freaking pantoum. I don't know why, but that just annoys me. It sounds really good, though, when you're done. <laughs> I think oh, what happens is a lot of people do feel boxed in uh, with with form poetry. For me, I I think of it like a challenge, and I'm like, yeah. oh well, um, I, and I and I, it's actually the opposite. So if I feel like I'm having a writer's block, or I feel like oh I really stressed out, I don't know if I get writer's block, but I definitely get stressed out where. I'm like, I just sit there and I can't find my words that I want because I'm so stressed. It's usually due to stress. Like, I'm so stressed out, I I can't really form or really be creative because my mind is just, my creative side is just so like, oh, what are you doing? So I actually find when I'm in that kind of, yeah, when I find I'm in that zone, having rules and having, like, what you need to do and, yeah. like, a goal, yeah. it actually it helps me. Because when I, cause the thing about poetry is there's no rules in free form. You could do whatever you want. And sometimes having that much of an open-ended idea and thing, when, when your mind is, like, having a hard time getting its creative going because you're kind of stressed out and there's no real end goal, 
you're like, where do I even start? And it's a little overwhelming. So when I get into that kind of mode, the forms actually help me to write something because I have very specific guidelines and to-dos and, yeah. and that's, and okay, I need six syllables. That's all I need. And I need the first six syllables. Don't go beyond that. I don't need to think about yeah. the entire where we're going or what we're doing. I just like six syllables. Okay. Ten syllables. And, um, mm-hmm. okay. I have to find a rhyme that, that a word that rhymes with this word. And then halfway through the poem, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I have an idea of what we want to do. Um, yeah. So I get overwhelmed with the third line needs to go to the first line, the first line needs to go back to the third, and the fourth line needs to you know, that's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, my attention span's not that good. <laughs> so the lines like that I find kind of easy because, like, you write three lines and half the poem's done. <laughs> All right. You just have to write around them. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, plug any shows, Boo? Um, yeah. Well, we t- tomorrow is our house, and that's at um, noon Eastern, I should say. And then Friday is going to be me and Rob are going to do Bring Your Favorite Brevity Under 100 Words. That's at 9. And then Saturday is going to be Mr. What Rackley. day is that? Uh, that's on, what huh? day, I'm sorry. What day is the favorite Friday? brevity? Okay, Friday, what time is that? At nine, yeah. Okay. And then Saturday's rack, and he's gonna have his. I'll let him tell you. And then Sunday's open poetry at nine, and racks at ten. And you could talk about yours, rack, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I guess I was in a, a Japanese mood when uh, you know um, that there's a word in in Japanese, um, kensakura. Um, it means um, more beautiful having been broken this. and. Yeah, so so that, that that's what inspired the thought behind it. Um, it the philosophy that that um, from the, based on what I've read in the description, um, it, it it comes from um, broken pottery basically, and and the idea of not throwing away a ceramic bowl but repairing it, and because it's got the cracks and fissures in it from being repaired, it gives it a unique character, and um, you know that doesn't just apply. The pottery, obviously, you could think of that, you know, as life and relationships even. You know, mm-hmm. if you describe a person as being more beautiful, having been broken, you know, their experiences shaping their life. And, um, I mean, I, I, could, I could probably go on talking about this for hours because I, mm-hmm. when I learned of the word, just loving, loving words in general, I found it fascinating. And, you know, my respect for Japanese philosophy and everything, it was just like, you know, my head almost exploded. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Um, there, there's a couple of different um, spellings of the word, um, and uh, I forget what the first one is, but it's a variation of Kensakura, um, which actually might mean, I think Kensakura means more beautiful having been broken, but Kensakura Kenru uh, or Kensru. There's another spell. There's two other spellings of it actually um, that that mm-hmm. also revolve around philosophy and that meaning. And then the other thing that that also leads into is another philosophy which is similar but not identical. Um, and I'm gonna uh, give me uh, Wabi Sabi, which oh, I know Wabi-sabi. it sounds like a Dr. Seuss, sounds like a uh, Dr. Seuss <laughs> made up word, but it ha- it also has mm-hmm. to do with um, the 
the uh, the benefits of being imperfect. Um, and um, oh. it, it's a whole big ball of stuff. I mean, you could go on for hours if you start looking into it. And because it's a different culture and everything, and, and it's not clear where the sources are coming from, you know, it, it's hard to determine which means what means which. But the idea mm-hmm. of, of more beautiful having been broken is is um, center of what I was looking for. Um, you know, the, the, yeah. the way the, that imperfection gives something its individuality, and um, the, mm. and that's even setting aside the idea of you know I'm not going to just throw it away. I'm going to repair it, and because yeah. um, you know it was broken, it's got that individuality to it that makes it so beautiful. You know, um, but that's the main thing when I think of a relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, the, the the phrase that co- always comes to mind in my head is is flaws and all. If you're going to love someone, yeah. you know, it, it, it's like when I hear, you know, especially guys, when they'll be like, you know, she's got a great rack, no pun intended, um, you know, yeah. or something like that. It's, it's like, you can't pick one body part. You can't say, you know, she's got this great thing and then, you know, and overlook, you know, something else. It's like, you got to love the whole thing. So when someone focuses on the one thing to, that that's doing someone to deserve. So that, that's what I always, my mind always goes to the whole flaws and all. You know, it, it, it's it's what makes someone an individual, um, you know, whether it's that, that, that pitch in their voice or that, that hitch in their laughter that, you know, you hear it and them, you know, it, that's, that's what kind of defines them to you. And I think there's nothing more beautiful than that. You know, other people can mm-hmm. listen to it and say, oh, my God, I can't stand her voice. And to me, that's like, you know, oh, when I hear that, you know, I know she's talking to me or something like that. It's like, that's what makes her stand out. I love something like that, you know. That's, that's yeah. the uniqueness that I fall in love with when I, when I you know, get attached to someone. It's just uh. something that's, you know, different, um, that, that nobody else has, that, that you could say, you know, that, that's mine, you know, the, the, the way that they do something, which kind of leads into a little bit with the superpower, too, because, you know, there's usually something about someone that, that kind of ties into that individuality that I'm talking about, um, you know, something that they're very passionate about tends to be something that they're good at because, you know, they do it over and over again, you know, you, you tend to repeat the things that you're good at, so, you know, it's not like, you know, if you're good at bowling, you can't stand it or something like that, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I, I've already spoken too much about it. That this Saturday yeah. at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real love, you know, loving somebody, the good, the bad, the ugly, the quirks, the annoying things. You know, that's real love. And a lot of people give up and they walk away. They're, you know, they're self-centered and, you know, they want the material things. But, you know, that shit fades. That's funny. I was just talking about this to somebody. I forget who it was. I was like, yeah, maybe we were talking about being single and stuff. And I'm like, well... And so I'm like a really, I'm like a really awful person to sleep next to because I, I flail around a lot. I take a lot of room. I tend to sprawl and then I tend to like contort into weird positions. I like to sleep slanted and I, I'm, I'm a little bit, of a, I'm a little bit of a snore. And on top of that, I, sometimes I mumble and I also like, I rock, like I full on rock, like I, my whole body rocks. Like if you were uh-huh. rocking in a rocking chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, stop we were talking and I was like, I was like, maybe that's why I'm single because nobody likes sleeping next to me because I'm awful you know, to sleep next to you. I want to put, put a thought in your head, Sky. Um, knowing that, that about yourself and that being the norm for you, 
it wouldn't surprise me if you were ever comfortable with someone that you were so that you you didn't do that around them that that you you acted a little differently that you were calmer that you didn't flail for some reason because of your relationship with the person it wouldn't surprise me if you acted differently about yeah. that yeah, some of that is I have a I have a muscle thing, and so I some when I'm sleeping and my my right. uh, body goes at rest into into for so long, um, because I do have a, a bit of a muscle I have a muscle disease, and what it happens is is that my muscles are always going even when I'm resting. Mm-hmm. So, is when I'm yeah. sleeping, my muscles in my body are all moving as if they were and contracting as if they were running. And so I get my body gets tired a little bit, and so when it stays yeah. still, my body gets kind of sore because it's still. You should so try it has some quinine. To move. I actually I, I i i take i take CBD and it helps a lot. And I uh-huh. also I'm on yeah. a I'm on a med. I have a med, I have a medication for it. It's not technically for that. But, right. Um, oh, the same side effects happen. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Now that we've gone into my life. We'll go into the next poem. <laughs> How I <we> got there. <laughs> I played next to you guys. Yeah, I have a couple. I, I like it, so we'll be all right. How did Jay? All right, okay. <laughs> Jay. Jay? Jay? Say hi to Jay, you said? Is he here? No. No, he's not here yet. like an hour, no. I think. Yeah, he's oh. an hour. <laughs> I will say hi to PM Murphy though on the board, um, and then I also okay, have okay. Laughing Soul. Um, do you want to read for Laughing Soul, uh, Boo? Sure. I won't make you. I won't make you teach. I'll teach, and then you could. And then you can just read. Um, okay. So Laughing Soul did a <laughs> did a kerch, and I and I'm glad that she put the spelling in there because I've never heard of this. So I'm glad that I'm not saying it wrong or have to worry about it. It's an octave of seven syllable lines, rhymes. Um, uh, it looks like six A's, a B, and an A, with a cross rhyme of B in the third, fourth, and fifth syllable, or fifth syllable of the line eight. Um, it is a Welsh poetic form. Um, so the so basically, she wrote a synopsis of the guidelines. Octave stanzas, eight line stanza. Seven syllables per line. Lines one, six, and eight end rhyme together, and lines uh, seven cross rhymes with eight uh, internally oh, on either syllable three, four, or five. Woo! It sounds like something I want to try. All right, I'm gonna bookmark this so I can try it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. And, well, and it's so it's kind of, it looks like it looks like such a brevity, but yeah, there's lots of tricks. There's it, 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 there's so many rules that I imagine even these eight I, lines yeah. are are there are a lot to do. So, so I'm excited. All right, we will take us away. Intertwined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, is it uh, is it above Patrick? I see Patrick. Oh, there I see. Okay. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. I can. I'll drop again. No flake. From from um, laughing soul. <clears throat> Sorry, here we go. Oh, she was a snowflake, white, born in December's twilight. Her heart a crystal starlight. Lo, there was her plight quite. Glowed her aura neath moonlight. Frosted winters her life's night. Here the doleful saga chimes in my rhyme, bard's delight, and poem. Wow, that is a lot. 
I love it. I love. Now, do you want to do you want to make a, a, a comment first because you're right, or you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go first. I think I could okay. go first. Are you? It's your okay, turn. Go ahead. Probably go first. No, you go first. Some people don't like to go. It's just because some people okay. don't like to go first after they just read because they're like, wait a minute, I gotta mm-hmm. soak that in, and some people don't mind. So I just want to make sure. But it's you can sure comment you first if you want. not that bad yet. <laughs> it was longer. I saw this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. This is pretty cool form. I never. I, I never. I mean, I like stout rhymes. It seems like it's they all rhyme at the end with the same kind of um pattern there. Um, oh, she was a snowflake white. Kind of looks like like a princess, but kind of like she's real, but she's not. Uh, or a fantasy maybe. Glowed her aura neath moonlight, frosty winter's night. Kind of like, I don't know, she kind of reminds me of like someone in a dream, sort of. She's just serene, she's white, she's there, and her doleful saga chime in my rhyme. And bard's like, I'm not sure what bard's delight is. But, um, yeah, that is really cool, really unique. And I've never heard of this kind of poem either, so I learned something, too. Uh, yeah, really cool, so she's a great poet. Anyway, what is a bard's delight? Anyway. Well, I, 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 I say someone says bar to me. Um, somebody can say a musical, a, a, a musical story or a bard. Like, mm-hmm. but when I think bard, I'm sure, I'm sure Rack knows where I'm going to go with this. And I think D and D, and a bard is a character that is very musical and tells stories and has a lot of charisma. Um, but it's oh. it's really from like the word like bardic, like a bardic song. Um, so it it is it, it's something musical, really. So cool. yeah. I, I thought this was a really a really brilliant poem. I can see when going looking at the rules and then reflecting on the poem, I could really see how all those little tiny rules make the poem um, just flow really beautifully and you could see those inner line rhymes with the life uh right and does the um where was it there's another one flight quite and those double line inner line rhymes and then also doing the outer lines with the inner line rhymes when somebody is reading it they're not saying oh look there's this is this is a this is inner line rhyme and this is that and this is this rhymes with A. They're just reading it. And the nuance of it, the rhythm of it, when you're reading, you could really enjoy. But then when you start to really pick apart all the little nuances that are in it, there's a reason why it sounds so lyrical and that it sounds so fun and that there's those little inner line rhymes tucked in. And it's because of the form. And I and I really yeah. appreciate that. I really enjoy it. I, I thought this was really well done. I loved, I have to say, really... First of all, the idea with the snowflake white and December's twilight, I really loved. Um, but then even going to the darker with the plight quite, you know, the darker sense of, of not everything's wonderful. There's darker times in life. And that's reflected in the frosted winters. Um, and then here, her doleful saga, um, you know, the, there's a little bit of darkness in here. Um, but there's also that reflection of that starlight and that, that moonlight. So that darkness is being kind of offset with those those visions of light there also. So I, I thought this was really, really done well. And I thank you, Lesson, for bringing it. 
Yeah, well, I, I like it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, yeah. So it's, it's I like characters that have a diversity. So you think of like characters like Black Widow. She has like a, she's not always good, but she's not always bad. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. she's like right on the line. So I, I, I like characters <laughs> like that. That kind of cheater. So and that's what I, what I see here is that pull between the light and the dark as well. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Iraq, what do you think? Yeah, I thought it was stunning. Um, uh, the, the way you were talking earlier um, when you were saying when the, the rules kind of make the poem write itself, um, this is a good example of that, I think, um, because of the way, like you say, the A and the B forces, you know, the, the flow. Um, I mean, coming up with the words themselves is where, is, is where the brilliance comes in, and that the subject that she chose with the snowflake was, was wonderful, um, and um, I, I really liked the Bard's Delight also. Um, you know, I almost think it's, uh, it's unfair that you um, attribute, I mean, correctly so that you attribute to Dungeons and Dragons, but at the same time, you know, the story behind what a bard is isn't limited to Dungeons and Dragons. It, it just kind of um, pigeonholes it to that. Um, but the, uh, the idea of a, of a bard from, from ye days of old, you know, um, you know, running around with the lute and singing songs for their supper, um, is, it's always an intriguing and beautiful thought to me, um, especially, you know, anyone that has any affinity for words and whatnot, you know, um, I would almost call the Pied Piper a bard if, if it wasn't the fact that it was a flute, not a lute, <laughs> but, you know, I guess bards can play flute too, I don't know, it's, hey, hey, look, I'm rhyming, um, yeah, um, but uh, the, the overall, this, this overall piece, though, I thought was absolutely stunning, um, you know, to take um, such a, a, a tight formation of words with the AB, the limited number of syllables, and to make it conform to your will um, takes skill. It really does. You have to have a good command of vocabulary and sentence structure and everything else. And she, she did an amazing job making this effortless, um, which it certainly isn't, I'm sure. Um, I'd be surprised if she said it was. But I, this is absolutely yeah. stunning. <laughs> it's unique too because I never heard of it. You know, like most people do your usual ones, but this is like way outside the box. That's cool. Well, you know, I think that's also part of the reason why she called it Bard's Delight at the end too, because the flow of it fit in with the the lyricism of it, and and that that very much speaks to being a bard. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I think that's cool. Those little nuances. Yeah. yeah. Excellent poem. And thank you, Boo, for reading. Uh, you did a wonderful job. And um, I am going to move on to Heavenly Angel. She contributed a nonet. I have written one of these. Um, I'm not in a while, though. Uh, but a nonet is a nine, has nine lines. The first line has nine syllables. The second line has eight syllables. The third, seven and etc. going all the way down until line nine finishes with one syllable. It can be on a subject of rhyming, uh, if rhyming is optional. So um, it goes from syllables one to, you know, it almost kind of reminds me of an esri, um, but a little bit different. So no. this is going to be on Nonet uh, by Heavenly Angel, and it's called The Song I Sing. Your love sings the sweetest melody. I know each note and tune by heart. You bring beautiful music. 
My heart breaks out in song. You are every note. You are each verse. Harmony. I sing you and poem. Is it me or are we getting a lot of musical poems today? We're getting a lot of musical poems. Everybody, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's almost like a little mini theme because this is like not, this is a lot of poems brought in music tonight. Uh, This was beautiful. Uh, This was like a little love note. I feel like Sandy can just like, if I ever, I like, I like to take a lot of pictures and I've always thought about maybe making my pictures into cardstock. Uh, things like and sell them locally a lot of crafting people do that here and I feel like you know if, if I could just see her I could just see her poetry on these little tiny cards with like I don't know just really sweet pictures of sunsets and stuff like that with all that with with just a little sweet sentiment of, of love and uh, beautiful words I can really see her succeeding in something like that because she's always so honest and so um, beautiful and giving and with her words and with her heart um, and especially in the realm and the genre of love and I think she brings that beautifully here and again anything that mirrors music uh, or if even when, when poets start bringing poetry into it and they start talking about different things and they use the metaphors in the idea of poetry and song and music I really enjoy it um, so wonderfully done here, and I really appreciate you dropping this for me. And I think she just wrote it for me, like, last minute, too, for the show when I invited her to drop a poem. So I definitely do appreciate uh, that you were able to just pull this together at the City of Pants. So really, really well done. Um, and, Brack, what do you think? Yeah, very, very enjoyable. Um the the uh the way that it dribbles down from nine to eight to seven is, is not an easy thing to do, I don't I, I, I imagine. Um you know, I, I kinda play a little bit with that but I kinda stay within the same realm. So uh on that is is another form that I haven't ever broached and you know, it wouldn't cross my mind to. Um I, I the idea of things you know, like the pantoons with the A B and then the repeating lines and things like that kind of appeal more to my um, bookended brain. Um, I, 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 I appreciate it. And, and the words that you chose and the topic that you said about the music is absolutely beautiful. This is this is one of the thing, those things kind of in my head. Um, you know, knowing the rule, you know, 987 like that, um, if you can kind of memorize the first line, uh, being the author of the poem specifically, I would bet that recite this by heart she, she just has, all she has to do is remove the first line because it, it again like you mentioned um, it, it kind of writes itself and, you know the theme and the idea just um, fits perfectly with, with what she did um, I, I really like um, the, the ending doesn't seem forced either because to me that would be the hardest part getting to that single syllable without it sticking out like a sore thumb like you know Oops, you know that it, it, I sing you. you know, that that just that that's the best ending to to this. You know, because she's talking about the song, she's talking about love and 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 the emotion that it holds for her. And you know, it's it, it's kind of a, um, a self-evident statement, but it, it's one that kind of needs needs to hang out there. It needs to be painted. Now, I, I thought she did a great job with it. 
Excellent comment. Thank you. And I do want to say hi to Dan on the board real quick and get a comment from Boo. Yeah, she can make you feel like she's in love with you, even if she hates you. <laughs> and that's not easy to do. <laughs> and that's not easy to do. The one that I was talking about earlier was the one you said the Guthrie. I think that's the one I was thinking of earlier. But um, yeah, these are hard. These are hard because I tried them before. It's not as easy to look make it like make sense. But I see her too. Like she's a beacon of love, and I can only imagine that she's with somebody. I mean, he must feel like a freaking superstar. You know what I mean? Because he must get so much attention, <laughs> yeah. so much love. I mean, he must be overwhelmed, kind of, and that's a good thing. And I think it looks cool, too. It's kind of like a wing, maybe. Um, really beautiful. I love the pictures and musical vibes. They're all so musical tonight and upbeat, so that's, that's great job. Excellent. And I would like to say, and thank you, Boo, I would like to say hi to Sawa. Hi. Hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, everyone. Bonsoir. Sorry I was late. Bonsoir. I had um, I went okay. after work to the, the gym, and then I was hungry. I had to eat. Otherwise, I wouldn't be paying attention to you guys. Oh, yeah. I don't want no <laughs> hangry coming. people on here. Yeah. No <laughs> hangry people allowed. Sarah doesn't know what hangry is. Ah. <laughs> I, I love the, sure. the idea. You really challenge, challenge us. Wait, I worked. I did my homework very well. <laughs> awesome. Oh. I, everybody says I, all my shows okay. are homework. You're like the fifth person that said that to me. Sky, your shows are like homework. <laughs> what? Yes. I said that I, I love the angel poem. It's so beautiful. I love what Rock said. It just, just like go down from... Um, from one, 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 and just go gradually. It looks like a, just like a, what is it? A step, a ladder that goes tick, 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 down, just beautifully done. And and it's hard, you're right. And also very sweet. She's just the queen of romance. I don't know. Now, she had a, com- a competitor now, boo. <laughs> Another queen of romance. <laughs> so, <laughs> I knew you say that. I'm talking lately, I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. No, but it's really beautiful. Um, I just, I never knew. I mean, I, I, it really made me curious. I want to see more of of this stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. So thank you for this hard work you made us do, Sky. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I do want to say thank you to Heavenly Angel um, for uh, contributing that piece and for, for showing us some more forms. Yeah. Um, I am going to drop uh, Dan on the board, and then we're going to drop Sawa, and I have your SoundCloud in Sawa uh, for you. Thank and you. I'm going to go from there. So um, I think I'm going to read for Dan, and then I might have uh, Boo read next if she's still around for the next person. I do need a couple of readers. I yeah. think I'm almost, I'm almost done with my readers. So after Sawa, I think... Um, now, does Rob have a SoundCloud? Oh, no SoundCloud, she wrote. Okay. Do you want to read for Rob? Okay, Sarah. do you want to read for Rob? I'm sorry? Sure. What, yeah. yeah, whoever you want. All right, so oh, I'll, yeah. plan, I'll plan to have you read for Rob, and then I'll read for Dan, and then that will just leave Tila, who needs readers. Okay. So this is, uh, sent, so a little bit about, hold on. 
Dan did. You know, Dan, I have to be honest with you. I don't know how to pronounce what you wrote. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks like a, oh, my goodness. Is this French? Hey, Sawa, come over here and tell me if this is French is and it? how to say this word. <laughs> okay, let me open it. Let me open it. It's down in Dan's author's note. Okay, so that is what the form is. What is it again? Tonton. Oh, okay. I don't. I still can't say that. So that's what it is. And <laughs> uh, leave it at the end to give me something that I I'm like. Oh, this is pretty cool. I've never heard of this one either. All right, four line uh, stanzas, quatrains, seven syllables per line, meter optional. I love that. I love when meter is optional. Because sometimes I really stress, uh, I perseverate about meter. It's, it's sometimes to my demise. Uh, lines one and three rhyme together, but with a three-syllable rhyme. And line two and four rhyme together, but with a two-syllable rhyme. The final word or line of the entire poem contains the same word or words as contained in the first line of the opening quatrain. Um, this is really, really cool. I'm really excited. I don't know what this is, and I'm about to learn me something. So I'm going to put all these on my to-do list. All the all the forms you guys bring me, I'll try if I haven't yet. Uh, so this is called, and that's a really awesome picture, by the way. I really like that. Um, this is called Sentence by Budho. Lost in vainful solitude, I gulped the awful serum. Voices chatted attitudes on vengeances of theorem. I had confessed innocence to crimes they chose of passion. They rebuffed my arrogance, no quarter, somewhat chastened. So there I sit, desperate, uttered signs and pleas, painful, ebbing, streaming, respite, death tone cry is vainful and poem oh that was excellent i hope i did the, the language justice uh first of all the uh artwork alone to build into the poem um i sometimes i pick pictures out before and sometimes i just search keywords in my poem and then search the pictures afterwards and some people are like oh i can see where you where you wrote you for this picture but oftentimes I actually I actually pick the picture afterwards. I just yeah. pick out, you know, key words, and then I just peruse through and see what I can find that closely emulates that. And whether you've picked this picture before or after, the anguish and the, and the tones of the blood and the red and the, the tones of the shades and the black, that's how I feel when I read your poem. So if you were to take this picture out, um, those colors and those images and that darkness and, and that is how I I feel emotionally when I read your piece. So um, I'm a big fan of artwork and I love when words can paint a picture in my mind. And if you took this out again, I would definitely have this kind of vibe and this kind of abstract uh, colors and, and images in my mind. Um, so I can really appreciate that. I love the language you use. 
Um, this looks like quite an interesting and intricate form. I really like the darkness um, and the death toned is vain cries. Death toned cries is vainful. After all these things, there's really nothing you can do. You leave us kind of in that abyss. But I think that is a wonderful way to to, to end the piece. Um, and then the and then the voices chatted uh, attitudes that. The chatted. I, I really love the language. I, I think the language, above all, connection with the words and the images that you're bringing in uh, to bring this dark emotion was done quite, quite well, Dan. I, I, very, very well done. Um, and I'm going to get uh, my first comment from Rack. Yeah, I, I, I got to yell at you, Dan, for not calling in because, you know, we, we, we needed to hear your voice to say some of these words out loud and, uh, you know, read the <laughs> yeah. poem yourself. You brat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to forgive you yet for that because, uh, you know, this, this, this ain't Sunday night. You could still call in and talk on this kind of show. <laughs> and, it's early, and, and it's early enough, too, because it's not even Sky's bedtime yet. So you, you don't have much yeah. of an excuse, my friend. We, we, we miss your ugly ass. <laughs> He's the problem um, yelling at him. Um, try to get him to call, too. <laughs> But, but 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 I'll I'll stop yelling at you and 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 I'll tell you that you know um, the reason why we miss you so much is because you can bring work like this to us. Um, you know the, the the form is is um, absolutely gorgeous. It's one I wouldn't have tackled, and I said that a lot tonight. So I guess you know I'm more of an A B poet than anything, I guess. But um, or or reversed. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, I really liked um, the idea of this, um, the imagery that you brought in, um, and, and the language fits so perfectly for the for the for this type of form. Um, I'm surprised this is the first I've seen. Well, maybe, maybe it's the first that you've identified and you've done it before. But you know, that, that this seems like something that that um, uh, would fit very well into your repertoire. I I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Rock. Excellent comment. Yeah, good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, Boo, do you want to make the next comment? So, but he's a poem whisperer. Um, I'm going to try to get him a call, too. Because he just, he's so yeah. unique and good. Every poem that you read of his, he'd like write anything and he puts words together that you would never think to put together. I mean, just so creative. I think the other day I read a poem or I saw a poem for his dad for Father's Day and his dad is also very musical and they look so much alike so we know where he got it from but um, Baneful Solitude I wrote the awful serum voices chatted attitudes of vengeance I mean whoa I mean only three stanzas but it's so powerful it's so I don't know I don't know what the picture is I think it's a is that the devil? That's what it looks like to me, or I'm not seeing it, right? But either way, it's really hardcore, and it's kind of dark for him, but he nailed it so well. I never heard of this kind of poem either. What do you call it? Uh, a, oh, I only want to try to say that. That's for you, Kawa. No, no, <laughs> I was going to try again. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's not French. I thought I have to make a confession. Um, I thought it was... You want me to read the words? <laughs> it looks French. It does. I read the title in French from Tom's. I'll forgive you if you know how to say the name of the form. 
Do you know how to say the name of the form? No. Uh, a free slice. <laughs> I think it's actually Celtic uh, Scottish. So it's really funny when I pay attention later. I said that's hilarious. I thought it was the, <laughs> you know me how distracted I am. I had the first word in my face on top. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I tried to okay. Google it, how to pronounce it. Who There's no put pronunciation of it. No, I tried to Google how to pronounce I know. it. I know. It, it could not, it won't let me. <laughs> I wish uh, Budo, <laughs> call Budo, say how you pronounce it. Okay, stop yelling at Budo <laughs> and everybody. <laughs> Poor guy. Because we love him. Because we love him. Because we love him. Because we love him. That's the rule. That's the yeah, rule. If he's him, not here to defend him. himself, we can yell at him we all we him. want. I, no, we I am him. here to defend him yelling. because I appreciate I appreciate him just dropping a poem to contribute. So <laughs> I'm with you, Dan. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to you want to? Uh, I want to comment. <laughs> Next time, drop your okay. pants soon. <laughs> My goodness, Lost he's very entertaining on the show too. too. He really is. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no you go ahead, Sawa. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, 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 his wording choice and the eloquence and the imagery, it's really expressive piece. As always, I wish Frank, I wish he did the SoundCloud. I don't know, for some reason I can hear him singing it. With his voice, you can do anything. <laughs> Seriously, this is so beautiful. I love it. Uh, the, it's, it's really, and it's, there is so much pain in it. And and it's I feel from the beginning, not necessarily pain, but maybe um, yeah, it is pain, pain and solitude, and uh, it is feeling loneliness and pain. So, but really beautiful in spite of this. And Thank great you. Heat. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. I can't believe it. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just telling. <laughs> I'm just telling Dan how you guys are so demanding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, we love her. Because we love her. I know. So much I know. I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I do thank you, uh, Dan, for bringing that, and for um, <laughs> we've got some really cool, cool writing uh, for Boo. Next, we're gonna let Salwa go. And Salwa, do you want to teach me about the poem? Yeah. You want to teach me about I the had poem? To, I had okay. to study it. Yes. Oh, so it is okay. called the triolet, and the first and the fourth and the seventh repetitive line, and then the second and the and the eight last repetitive. And the rhyme is. Um, hold on. I have to. I put it in my notes. I don't want to say it wrong. I think it's A B A A A B A B. I think. A at the end. <laughs> so uh, it is eight eight. It's usually octosyllabic. And it's French. Uh, in the 13th century, I believe, they started doing this. So I wrote it in French. And then I really challenged myself and did it in English and Italian. And each one came different, which is really adorable. I, I like it. I had to work hard to make it rhyme. I have to say that Italian didn't work eight, mainly nine. Uh, the, the English and French, I was able to keep it eight. Octosyllable. Mm-hmm. But Italian didn't work. It just I couldn't do it eight. So a very interesting experience. So thank you for that. Um, thank you for then, doing all this work. 
And I have to confess, actually, I was crying, but thank goodness, I lost the poem that I wrote for, for actually, for um, uh, Raconteur. I worked last night, and I work on yours, but I, luckily, I, I uh, recorded yours, and then I deleted the, the whole thing. For some reason, I could not relocate it. I went even to the computer place. They could not relocate them. I had, I had not recorded the Italian, so I had to work on the Italian again. That's why it took me too long to post it. Sorry about that. Oh, no. Sorry. I love it. Yeah. yeah. This is, I, I love how you say raconteur's name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. You did all that talking. I know. You did all that talking, and then you said that name, and then, and then I had to refocus. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, so Boo and I were just talking about the triolet and, I was just saying how the Villanelle was the first poem I learned how to do, and then closely followed by the Triolet. Um, so I'm excited. Um, and I have a sound cloud for you. Thank you for, for not only learning the poem, but well enough where you could, you could teach uh, all the listeners and brush me up on the rules. And I'm, I think it's so cool how you do it in the three languages, because I know that when you do that, the language, the meaning in the language must really change. It's not as simple as just, I'm going to replace the word the for the word the. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more, it's a lot more intricate than that. And I, I really do appreciate the, the, the time and, and the love that you put into this. So, um, I, I'm going to And I put play. the English translation for you. I put the English translation for you in the bottom for the French, for the, for the French and for the Italian. No, I don't know. I, I, I put two translations. I'm going to see what I mean in the bottom. I, the I mean, oh, I see. To see how much they drastically change. Oh, I yeah. like that. I like that even better because now I can see how they change. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'm going to press play. I, I could tell that's you, really awesome. I could tell you, I could tell you, Sky, too, I know people that yell at her for that, you know, that speak, they, they're like, you know, it's not right. And, and you know, you, you explained why it's not right, because, you know, she wants it to <laughs> yeah. still rhyme in the other language. And, and, and you know, she, she does get yelled at for that. You know, she, I, I hear her all the time. <laughs> you know, people are telling her, your translation's wrong. It's like it's not, it's not a one-for-one -one translation. So, you know, you have to know that going yeah, in. Yeah, you just can't. You can't just press that translation button and be the same. It's not the same. Uh, the words are even different. Yeah, I, I, I don't speak a many languages, but I do know that. I, I know that. Uh, I, even though I don't speak, I mean, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but um, because I grew up in a Spanish-speaking home, and I, I took several years of Spanish, and, and I, I took like one year of Latin. Uh, but um, I don't know why I took Latin. I just thought it would be cool to take, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I, I uh, but I I do know that it's not easy like that. Definitely. All right, I'm excited. Let me press play here. I left the one. If she say, if I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me. Will join a close flower. If I remain a dreamer and dance in fear, my soul, the moon, will sparkle. If I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me. Si je demeure une rêveuse, à mon cœur je chanterai. Près du lac danserai-je. 
Ici, je demeure une rêveuse, soinderai une fleur close. La lune m'intincellerait. Si je demeure une rêveuse, à mon cœur, je chanterai. Si sono una sognatrice, il mio cuore canterà. Mi unirò a un fiore, se sono una sognatrice. La luna brillerà su me, un uccello laggiù ballerà. Se sono una sognatrice, il mio cuore canterà. You're going to see the difference, how it changed. It's really funny how kind of, you said the choice is changing in each yeah. language. So, so uh, do you have a little bit of time? Are you staying with us for a little bit? Yes, I'm staying. So what I think I'm going to do, because I want, I want you to be able to explain the differences. I'm quite interested. And I know I got Jay on the board here, and he's on hold. And what I, I, what I wish I, I just would have thought of this before, but I think I, if you're going to be around for a little bit, I think I want to drop Jay and then do his poem, do some comments, then redo your poem and give you the opportunity to tell you what the dif- and to see what the differences were and to talk about it a little bit. Is that okay? Of course. I, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you. Okay, yeah, because I, I would like to give you the floor a little bit to show you because I think that is really – people don't really think about those things, and I think it's pretty cool um, to do. So um, – if I were a little bit more of a quick draw and a quick thinker, I would have thought about that right when I see him. Um, but hi, Jay. It would help if I put you off for a minute. Hello. Hi, Take me off and mute. That's better. If you were a dreamer, so, Sal, well, you're always going to be a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Jay, if you could, because I know you're going to have to leave after, if you could leave a comment for Selwa. And then the rest of us will save our comments for after. And then we're going to replay it. Listen to you twice, no problem. And then you can kind of, we can talk a little bit about it. And But I don't want to rush you because Jay is in a rush. So I would hate to do no, that I'm to you. Um, yeah. So, um, Jay, you are up, and you can teach me a little bit of stuff. Oh, at, well, okay. you can I, a comment. I will right there. after yeah. I talk about Sal's poem. Um, this yeah. is the essence of who she is. This captures um, her inner being, her inner soul, everything about her. Because, yes, she is a dreamer. She lives on the dreams. She lives in the dreams. She lives for the dreams. And the dreams are who she is. So I think you did an amazing job with that, not only uh, using the form, but also uh, taking into account who you are. Thank you so much. All right. I wrote a Singtua Decala Rhyme, and this is called From From Red to Black. And it goes like this. Let that car go by first. All right, it goes like this. (laughs) I turned my head, if only for a moment, and you failed me. Should have listened to the ones that said you would bring me misery. All those agonizing moments in which you made me a fool. You rain your hand of deception under which you spread your rule. 
You took my heart and juggled it, and like an egg, I, it did crack. Like a third world country with no guns, I felt under attack. You went and laid me up, spit me out, and tried to break my back. Why I considered you my love is my failed life mystery. They never told me about people like you back in my school. Left me with nothing but a heart that is turned from red to black. End poem. Oh, my goodness. And it's kind of cool you got that picture with that red and black background. Um, so I, I read a little bit about this, and you told me that you were going to bring me a form that I did not know, and you were correct. I definitely did not know this. You guys have been doing a good job with that tonight, like bringing me really, like, forms that I've never heard of. So this is really cool. There's so many out there. It's just really cool to – I just – I got to start just trying every single one, you know. But uh, it looks like <laughs> 10 line stanzas, uh, 15, um, syllable, the 15 syllable counts of double A, double B, triple C, and then uh, followed by an ABC, which is really cool uh, idea. Um, and you did it wonderfully. Fifteen syllables in each line is not as easy as people think. <laughs> not at all. It's like, it is hard. It's a lot. It is so yeah, it's hard. a lot to get in <laughs> So uh, you know, this is wonderfully done. I, I, I. There was a lot of there was a lot of um, a lot of I guess in retrospect you when when relationships fail and when people fail you and um and you start to say i should have listened to everybody and sometimes our perspectives um when we can see you know in the rearview mirror can change so drastically we're like oh yeah and all all of a sudden those little tiny things that um that happened before that we just brushed over all of a sudden click and oh that should have been a red sign that should have been a red sign but when we're in that euphoria of love, it's really hard to see without without those blinders. So I love how you kind of um, you you kind of bring us through that emotion and that and that experience, and you did it really well, really really well done, Jay. And uh, I'm going to get <laughs> and dedication to my ex. Oh, I think I got that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading that now. (laughs) I'm just reading that part now. Okay. um, (laughs) I'm going to get my first comment. Well, you know, poetry is the best way to to get out your your expression. So, Uh, Rock, what do you think? Uh, I I, I think this is a brilliant story. Um, You you did it amazing to, to, to make form to the form. You know, and start saying that ten times there. Um, I, 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 and the idea, um, it, 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 I want to say, you know, genius in the sense that it's one of those things where you look at it and it, it makes total sense. It's black in the beginning, but listening to it, you don't know where you're going until you hit that last line. You know, it, it's it's like uh, you, you you tied in the red to black so simply, so perfectly. Um, it, it, it's like when you hit that last line, it's like, oh, shit. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. It's, it's, it's an oh, shit moment. Um, the whole story is clearly going in that direction, but the red to black, how it fits in is like, you know, there you go. And, and um, I mean, you know, <laughs> those of us that have been there can, can, can definitely relate, you know. Um, 
don't know that person that we shouldn't give our hearts to, but we do anyway, and things like that. You know, I could go on and on for hours, and I know you've heard every single word that I would say, so I'm hmm. not even going to try. You did a great job okay. with this, Jay. This, I, I, I definitely I I, I, I I pin that one. I really liked it. All right. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. And, Boo, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I thought you were going to do a different form for some reason. I don't know why, but um, let me get into this. Right. Uh, Red to Black, I like the title. The picture is awesome. Oh my God, I, I love that picture. Um, I turned my head for a moment and you failed me. You should have listened to the ones who said you bring me misery. Mm. If only we could go back and change the things that we wish we could change, you know. Um, sounds like a cool lion bitch right here. Uh, it took my heart and juggled it like an egg and it crashed. The third world country of no guns. I thought it was in the past. This is angry. Is this for your ex? Oh, dedicated to ex. LOL. Well, that explains a lot, NJ. No joke. And then go there. Um, left me nothing but a heart. Yeah, this is severe hurts, your heartbreak, disappointment, let down, everything you hoped, thought you had. You didn't because she left you high and dry. And uh, I like the name of the poem, too. How do you say it again? Sing Dois Deca Lorime. Oh, yeah. Good job, Jay. And this is unique. I don't think we've done this one before, right? And your 57 other ones? Uh, this is the only time I ever tried it. This is the only time I ever tried it, and the only time I probably ever will because how hard it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a good job. Awesome. Thank you. She devil. Excellent. Excellent. And Sal, if you want to make the last comment. Yes. Uh, I mean the 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 form kind of really. Um, uh, I think is it French because. The word is it sang froid or sang? Because in French it's sang is with a Q. So I was curious. I didn't know if this is American or is this French. Because sang, just really not trying to correct you. I'm just curious. Uh, I think it's a mix between them. Okay, that's why they have. It's not sang because sang should be with a Q. I was confused. I said why they put sang and then froid and deca. Okay, so trois means three in French, and uh, la rime. Uh, Means there are in the French. I don't know why they put tank. That's weird. I didn't put tank. Which is, if it was tank, would be five. So interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I'm gonna go read about it. Anyway, but the poem itself. Oh my goodness. I agree with Boo and everyone. I mean, the picture is just uh, tell a lot already. And then um, mm-hmm. it's so visual. The, your word is so. Um, I, not necessarily, I don't know if it's anger or really letting out your pain more than anger, deception, or should I say, your deception, like you let it out there. Uh, I turn my head if I only a moment and you already fade me. Uh, it's a, almost a confession of right uh, about a personal sad experience and painful one, break, that uh, heartbreaking one. It's so beautifully right? I didn't understand the poem yet. I have to study it more. I didn't I really didn't grasp it. But um, the writing itself is very telling, and just you have a way of. I don't know how you do it. You can write anything, and it's very impressive. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. And um, thank you, Jay. Abu had already uh, plugged all the shows for the rest of the week. Um, 
so I hope you enjoy your night at your work, and thanks for taking some time out for me. Our house. Have a good evening. Good yeah, night. we'll see you on our house tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, drop one. Thank you very oh, much. Who plugged it? Who plugged it? I, I don't think Sal was here when Bill plugged it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, here. Don't worry. I, I always remind Sal anyway. Get a stop. Yeah, I just had <laughs> so much madness right now. Oh my God! Please see my house, but it's okay. We'll get over. <laughs> see everybody right, later. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Jay. Bye, Jay. Um. All right, Sawa, I'm going to press play again Okay. Um, because I don't like to not play. I like to get back in the zone, so we're going to listen to you twice. Question. Is it clear? Yes. Is it clear or is it too much the music is overtaking? Honest. Is it too oh, much? Is it the music is fine. The music was fine. Okay. okay, thank you. Okay. I could hear you. Uh, thank you. I'm re... My studio is uh, thinking, so. I can read. <laughs> if you want me to read it, no. No, no, let me, let me get it. Okay, here we go. It's thinking. Here we go. I, when I type, it's just slow for some reason. Buffering. Buffering, did yeah. You see my, did you see the adorable bird on the fence? What's the oh, name of the poem? Yeah, yeah. Is that your is that your picture? Yeah, I, I have it. Oh, what is it? Which one? All right. So is that your? Did you take? Did you take? I didn't put it underneath the name of the poem. I put it underneath my thing. I have it though. That's a really nice picture. Singing birds. These were those chanteurs. Sorry. Oh, that's right. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Sorry. I got. I'm trying to help you. Sorry. Don't be pressing. Don't be pressing my buttons, boo. You wanna see Sky oh. get fussy, start putting pushing her buttons. All right. All right, here we go. <laughs> Boo Boo loves pushing my buttons. All right, here we go. Uh this is uh I'm gonna play this again for you. Yes, I do. I love the one. If she if I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me, will join a close flower. If I remain a dreamer, I'll dance in fear. My soul, the moon, will sparkle. If I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me. Si je demeure une rêveuse, à mon cœur je chanterai. Près du lac danserai-je, si je demeure une rêveuse, soignerai une fleur close. La lune m'intincellerait, si je demeure une rêveuse, à mon cœur je chanterai. Si sono una sognatrice, il mio cuore cantera, mi unirò a un fiore, si sono Una sogna triste, la luna brillerà su me, un uccello laggiù ballerà. Se sono una sogna triste, mio cuore canterà. And a storm. So, 
the the English, as you see, if I were being a dreamer, my heart would sing to me, will join to close to will join a close flower. If I remain a dreamer, I'll dance and fear. My soul, the moon will sparkle. If I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me. The French version, if turned to English, will be like this. Which one is the yes? If I remain a dreamer, to to my heart I will sing. <laughs> Near the lake will I dance. If I remain a dreamer, I will join a close flower. The moon will sparkle on me. If I remain a dreamer, to my heart I will sing. The Italian is slightly different. If I remain a dreamer, to my heart I will sing. I will join a flower. The moon will sparkle on me. And then if I'm, if I'm a dreamer, not if I remain a dreamer, if I'm a dreamer. There's not the word uh, remain, took it off because of the syllable in Italian or longer. So if I'm a dreamer, to my heart I will sing, I will join a flower, the moon will sparkle on me. And if I am a dreamer, a bird over there will dance. If I'm a dreamer, to my heart I will sing. See how it changed? Yeah, slightly from one to the other because of the rhyme. Hello? I'm here. I was no. on mute. I'm sorry. I'm sitting. I'm sitting here talking to Sela on mute. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this is like having three. What I was trying to say on mute was this is like having three different poems because every time that changes, even those slight changes, it, it changes. I mean, you still have the same nuances and the same idea about being a dreamer, but there's different aspects of it, especially with the bird towards the end. Um, with with the where is it the all the way down um with the a bird over there will dance um there wasn't even a, a bird in the other ones at all so it, the way that it changes and the way that it nuances it almost you know it, it kind of makes me want to think if you had like an all say you did an all um all english like a like a translation you could almost do like have um say one uh like a vignette but not a vignette but like have sections one section one english and then fre- and then section french one and then put the french and then put the english right down in there right in between that french and italian line so that they have that to, to see and then again down the italian and and have this really like long poem here and then so you would go oh, yeah, from english idea. to french yeah. to english yeah, so English to French to English to Italian to English. And then just tie it all in there together. Yeah, and then people yeah, like can see that. that back to back. Yeah. I like that. Um, I thought, <laughs> good, because last time you did this for me, that was my question. I said, it, did it really change? That's what I wanted to know. So I'm glad this time you made the translation for me so that I can see the difference, because I actually was really curious about that last time. I was like, I wonder how drastically different the poem is and what changes had to be made for it to be fit into the form. I, I genuinely was curious. So I'm glad that you did this for me um, and you took the time to do that because I think it's really cool. Language is so, uh, you know, intricate uh, and it's just cool when you write poetry, especially when you think about, I, when you think about meter. So my friend Sarah, she lives in England and the way that she stresses syllables and puts stresses and unstresses and speaks, yeah, so we, we got into this whole conversation. And she's like, I hate iambic pentameter because 
uh, it's really hard to do iambus because where I stress the syllables does not sound anything how you stress the syllables. And it's true. And I never really thought about it until she said it. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Because she speaks English and I speak English, but sometimes I don't even know what she's saying. She's from Yorkshire. So Yorkshire people, they speak their own language. I don't know. What, I know. So, so it's, it's quite interesting when you're talking about that with poetry. Um, but a comment on the poem, I thought this was beautifully done. Um, I have to agree with Jay. Um, my heart will sing to me, will join, uh, join a close flower. If I remain a dreamer, I'll dance sands for fear. Um, my soul, the moon, will sparkle. I love that. I love how you wrote the, the, my soul, the moon, will sparkle. You're making that comparison, and, that, and the moon is often considered a beacon of light in darkness. So the idea of having that beacon of light in the darkness of the moon comparative to your soul, as if even when things are dark, your soul and something inside you is what's going to get through it, that hope and that, and that, and that, um, that hope, I guess I really want to say, is going to, to guide you through uh, many challenges of life if you keep on dreaming and keep on hoping and wishing and and, and praying and doing whatever you need to do to get through that darkness. So I really like that. Really, really, I have to say, enjoyed the most how you translated them through. I, I really thought that was quite cool and, and, and cool to see and, and learn. Thank you, Salwa, so much. Um, oh, oh, thank you. And for yeah. this. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I had so much fun. Yeah. I loved it, truly. <laughs> so thank okay. you. Uh, I'm going to get uh, a comment from Rack. Yeah, I almost take it for granted that anyone with half a brain would realize that it's not a one-to-one translation. But, you know, the more I hear um, when she speaks sometimes, the more I realize that people aren't so um, astute. And, um, you know, the nuances are lost on them. Um, You know, the the way language is, and obviously she speaks a lot more than I do, um, you know, um, even uh, the way a phrase is... is, um, out in English, um, sometimes they say it backwards in, in the other language, you know, um, instead of saying something into something, they say from something. I, I, I'm not able to give you a specific example, but, you know, my brain is, is latched onto what I'm trying to say, and, and, and uh, <laughs> I've got pudding in my head now and, and, and tr- trying to make it come out right. Um, you really locked my brain up good, so, but um, th- 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 that's a good thing. Um, I, I like when my head gets like this. My, I go into 20 different directions at once. But um, uh, the, the, the words, um, the, the poem itself was absolutely stunning. Um, you know, again, like Jay says, you know, you're, you're a dreamer, and that's something that I could always relate to. You know, um, sometimes you f- people feel foolish for being a dreamer. Um, but, you know, it, what, what's funny is, you know, there are dreams that can come true, and there are dreams that turn into nightmares. So being a dreamer is... is uh, one of those all-encompassing things that, that has um, a little hope and a little dark wrapped up in it at the same time. And, you know, it's, it's um, something that comes out in your life experience. And, um, you know, y- your outlook is incredible and uh, beautiful to listen to. And it makes your word oh, you. uh, that much more stellar. Thank you so much. appreciate it. And thank you, Guy, too. Thank you. And I'll get the next comment from Boo. 
Well, you know, like if we didn't dream, shoot, we wouldn't really have much, and especially right now when the world so, you know, messed up and everything. And you're you always keep everybody else positive. Um, so, and I think the first two lines are pretty much like the, like should be like your theme song, right? You know, if I remain a dreamer, my heart will sing to me. Um, that says it all right there. Um, it's really beautiful, and you are a dreamer. Everybody says that, and I hope your dream comes true. Anyone who speaks that many languages is amazing. Um, my opinion is it's a gift, like you always say, but it's a good gift to have. And if I remain a dreamer, my heart sings to you. This should be like your bumper sticker, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I really think keep I'm dreaming. You're too positive not to. You know, my t- my professor and my teacher when I was young, they called me dreamer in classroom. My French teacher and then professor literally called me dreamer. <laughs> just like dreamer. <laughs> he says something like, here, here goes the dreamer. <laughs> that's so funny. That was my, my nickname by a lot of professors. That's so funny. I, really? I like oh, that's it. cute. It's you could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just can't go up, go off to another weather. Look at the window. Look at the bird. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's awesome. happening in the classroom. It's funny. Anyway, so thank you for that. I really uh, appreciate your comments, all of you. You made my day. Thank you, and thank you for letting me wait and do it again because I did want you to. I, I did want you to be able oh, no, to, to to be able to read the author's notes and to see the differences and. So we could talk about it a little bit. Um, okay, so we've got that. two. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like. I, I don't like an overwhelming amount of poems because I like to be able to give people, especially when I feature forms, to be able to talk about and learn and talk about the experience in it. Um, so you know, I, I like. I like the the talk being able to discuss it as well. So I enjoy that about the shows. Yeah, hey, you um, know what, Sky? You know what Rack told me today? Boo, Sky likes only just a few people there, you know? She likes it like that. It's really intimate. You know, when you've got a few people and, and when you got when you got people, like, out the door and lining up and you've got to rush through everybody, i, I got a lot of anxiety. I, I like I hate to have powering through. small, yeah. intimate, yeah. I, I like to have mm-hmm. small, intimate things. And when people put that much work into my topics and they're like, I wrote, I had to rewrite it three times, and then I wrote it two more times because I translated it into the next five times. <laughs> I like that's a lot of work, and I like to give them a little bit of time to be able to talk about it or and stuff like that. And you know, book versus movie, I like to talk about the book. So um, I do like that. That I like the. I mean, I don't, I don't like no one here, but I do like the uh, uh, intimate uh, gathering, and and then people come and then they go and then they come and they go, and it's nice. I get a little stressed out when there's like fifty. I get. I yeah, I don't like power <laughs> either. It's too stressful. <laughs> like, I agree. Like, why? <laughs> it's just yeah. a little um, So, yeah. So, um, Tila did con- uh, tri- contribute a piece. I'm not sure if it's a form, but she did contribute, and I am going to have us read it. Um, I just, I'll let her know what it's form. And if it is, I, I don't know what it is. So, um, but either way, I do appreciate you dropping, Tila, and we're going to read you, and we're going to get to comments. So this is called um, Mysterious Bubble. 
Our universe is itself a mysterious bubble. We are so lucky to witness this unique beauty, a perfect superpower. Who has this? Super strength is it hiding its identity from us. Its invisibility is one heck of a mystery. Each thing is so precise. The whole galaxy is one big, unique, beautiful, and powerful bubble. Our Earth has a heart, organs, which is alive, growing countless of unique species, including human beings, with full of creativity and its changing variations of infinite life, is one beauty of our world creation. Looking through up in the sky, our lakes, sea, flora, and fauna is so wonderful, fauna is so wonderful, mind-boggling. Who is this invisible? Who is this invisible which has precisely kept this universe intact? Uh, thank you, Tila. Um, end poem. Ec- excellent piece. I, I, she writes, Tila uh, writes for a lot of my, um, I do a lot of picture, those picture contests with nature. And, um, and she, I, I get to read her a lot because I'm a very specific reader on here because I don't get to visit as many people as I like to. But a lot of people that write for my contests or for my shows, I get to hear them more often um, because I have to read them. So I, I, I'm quite lucky that she writes for my contest because her nature and her appreciation of nature and the earth and here where she brings in the universe um, is so beautifully told. And the appreciation is is wonderful in, in, in its description. You can definitely tell she's, she loves the earth uh, through the passion in which her words spring off the page. I like how this one, she, she brings in the super strength um, of, of, of the galaxy and the precise, the whole of being unique and beautiful and powerful bubble. I think that's my favorite part, the big, unique, beautiful, and powerful bubble. Um, and when you think about that, the idea of we all think we're in our own little bubbles, but when we start to really look around, we start to see there are tons of bubbles and they go for, they go on in so many different aspects. And um, you, you, you feel, you feel like your bubble is so big sometimes, but then when you look at all the, all the, all the bubbles around you, you realize that you're just a piece in the puzzle. And that's what I think about when I think about the galaxy, the universe, I, I think we're just a small, just a small bubble floating around in this, in this massive galaxy, in this, in this ma- massive universe. And there's even more extended beyond that. Um, so I really like that idea and how she, she brings us through and how we're each unique. I, I really love that. And of course she pays homage to the sky and the lakes and the seas and, and, and the earth itself. Um, while still, still paying tribute to the universe in itself as well. Really, really well done. And I'm going to get my first comment from Rex. Oh, he must have dropped and came back. Yeah. Hi, Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I like this poem. Um, I, I heard it a couple of times. I think she's been uh, shopping it around this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the idea of the universe and the cosmos and, and, and whatnot, um, she really captures that beautifully. Um, and the concept of, of, of the bubble 
um, when I, it always makes me smile, but stupid guy joke from back to school, um, uh, just that, the name, that, that name and, and, and whatnot, which I'll, I'll spare you guys the, uh, the, 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 the impersonation, but, um, it is, it's, um, it, makes me smile when, when you when you think of um our, our little bubbles um you know the expression that comes to mind a lot for me is um you know someone being in their own little world and things like that um and and you know what it truly comes down to i think too when when you talk about something in that in that um uh respect and that focus um is you know ultimately you know you've got your problems i've got my problems it's not a competition so you can't compare anything like that, you know, what's happens to you is important to you. So, you know, no one could tell you that it's not important or it's not beautiful. You know, um, it, it's, it's a lovely concept. She did a great job. Thank you, Rack. At my work, we call that validating. So a lot of clients might say something and a lot of people when yeah. you learn yeah. to work in human services, you always want to make the other person, even if you, even if you mm-hmm. don't agree with where they're coming from or you don't, you, there's a different viewpoint or maybe there's different things, everybody wants to feel validated. Um, mm-hmm. And you should always always aim to, to I, I hear you, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, and here's where I'm coming from. You always want to validate people, and I think that's what you're talking about, um, if I'm not wrong, Rack. Um, um, but I'm yeah. going to get a comment from Boo. Yeah, we call that reflective listening, too. Like, we're to their level to talk to them, you know, and just come, like, don't come down to their level, talk to them in their eyes, you know what I mean? Give them respect, show them respect. It's not, you know, they just get more upset. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think people should carry that in every single relationship. Species, including human beings. It's like a little history lesson and a little poet, poetic thing. I love the picture, too. Um, it's cheap, and it, I agree with Rack, too, you know. Um, and it's just looking up in the sky. You know, it's sort of like stop and smell the roses, just look around, sit around you, and enjoy it, and live it, and, you know, it's here for a reason, kind of, and stop with the catty bullshit kind of, I think, too. Like, live your life yeah. and, and appreciate it, and I think we should do that more now, especially with all this other stuff going on. So I like her celestial vibe here. Yeah. Excellent Hello, comment. And Salwa? Yes, I agree with all of you. Such beautiful comments, and um, I love this point of validation. I mean, if, I think if more people do this, there would be m- more, um, less anger and less, um, yeah. and, and more happiness, actually. So people, you, it's, it's great to make someone feel good. I think everyone should do that. So that's, that's great. I like that. And, and then as for the poem, I heard it to myself before. And being a nature lover, I literally can go on forever just observing the sky and just the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So this is um, very beautiful, peaceful and serene. Um, I mean, but it's a more like deeper reflection when you think about it. It's not only about the lake, it's really about the universe, how mysterious. And to think about it like this, you have to reflect about how really how was it created who created it and it's a big universe where we all live in it um i think it's a very deep reflection about uh, our our universe 
and uh, yes, it's a big bubble that's alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm very, Thank very, you, very cool poem. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Sawa, and thank you, Tila, for bringing that and contributing. And we've got one poem for the night, and then I'm going to be closing out. I have a little bit of a song information for the close-up song and a little bit of surprise for the close-out song for someone. And um, the next one we have is Rob Cohen, and uh, I believe it's a vignette. Um, which I really love to do vignettes. I really do love vignettes. They like the form to do oh. when you don't like forms, you know? <laughs> it's like really yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to see. Like oil and vignettes. Because yeah. he likes to do yeah. very long. So vignettes are fixed and he likes to like long. Uh, did you ever write something short and curious? Yeah, I think one. Yeah. <laughs> he really likes to do long, yeah. long. Well, this is, this is a shorter vignette, I think, that he has here. But also, the vignettes are like, you can really, you there's no there's not a lot of rules. Um, so it, it is a form that yeah. if you're on the, if you want to do form poetry, technically, but you kind of want the freedom. Um, and the thing about vignettes is you can always break down them into, the whole point is you can take each vignette and kind of take it away into a separate, a separate piece, but then they're all together and you can cover a longer period of time by switching from the transitions a little bit more drastically than you would be able to transition a stanza, one stanza from the next stanza. That transition has to be really smooth. When you're doing a vignette, you could really jump pretty far with the transitions because of the way that the poem's set up. So I really like that about the vignettes, especially when you want to cover a great span of time. You want to cover childhood, middle age, and old age, and you kind of have like this wealth of information, but you only want to take out three different experiences. And you're like, how do I do this? You don't have to put this whole journey into it. You can literally just put the three experiences in because those transitions can jump that drastically. Um, So it's pretty cool. But uh, this is Rob Cohen, and I believe Boo is going to have permission to press the button. <laughs> All right, there you Boo, go. That, was, you that, was, that was supposed to make you laugh. One. <laughs> you made me laugh. Satellite jetty made of bones, hanging over the cosmic ocean, where we sit skipping stones, fish and loaves on a depleted ocean. Water and wine in droughts. Geometric oscillation. Puzzle piece limbs stride inside. Seamless spikes and curves collide. Tentative tentacles pruning flower beds in gardens among foxes. Gothic tattoo reflections above skull shrines. Two. She stellifies above rubble Jenga. He stargazes from a fool's tower, king and queen of a supernova kingdom. Three. Dandelion narcolepsy spreads like rice fields in open plain season. Corset unwinds to breasts divine. Hands juggle strumming a spine. She is forever endless and enrobed in sailor-made knots and tailor-made ink blots. Closed galactic streets meet in a runway solstice where I kiss her feet. 
Excellent poem. Now, I, I, I remember reading this before, and what I really, and I might have not mentioned before, but it's, it's whenever you read a poem, if you read it again, sometimes you start to see different things into it. I really like that about poetry. Um, and it often signifies a, a great poem when you could kind of just take it pieces by pieces each time. But vignettes are historically non-rhyming. But the way that he does this is he goes in between rhyme and unrhymed lines. And a lot of people will say, oh, if you, you, you either have rhyme or you don't rhyme. But I am highly against that because when uh, sometimes that's just the way that it flows. And, and almost having those little rhymes just thrown in there, the way that someone speaks it or the rhythm, the cadence that it keeps, it, it actually brings the poem along quite nicely with just and being able to have that freedom and not being locked in and say, oh, well, I really want to write this word, but it rhymes. And then you have to change your whole idea and you have to change where you want to go instead of just writing what you want to write. And some people, when they do a lot of rhyme, a lot of free verse, um, you know, Becky Friend is one of them. It's easy for them to come in and out of that. And sometimes it's so natural you don't even notice. I do that a lot, too. Um, sometimes I'll be doing free verse and then all of a sudden I'll just do a little bit of rhyme and then, and then it will just be peppered in there. And I don't ever try to change it. Um, unless I just, after once I rhyme once, I can't get out of the rhyme, I might go back and change it. But other than that, I really just let it be because I really think it is a beautiful way to write. And Rob definitely displays that here, how well transitioning from rhyme to unrhymed lines and not having any type of a, B, A, B, but kind of just going where it goes. Like, I mean, you see here the the knots and blots are rhymed, but then you see the streets and feet. There's a little bit of a slant rhyme, um, but with the, with the first and third line, and yet the two um, the two line before it, you can see the, 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 that the double rhyme is in a succession. So the way that he has the freedom to do that, I really admire, and I really like how the flow is, and, and it's kind of like unrestrained, um, and it sounds beautiful. And again, the entire piece, you know, I, I, I said before, his his poetry is so um, wonderfully done in language and ideas and metaphor. Uh, it's quite brilliant. Really well done. And I'm going to get my first comment from Rex. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I got struck in the beginning. <clears throat> back when he was rhyming um, with the um, fishes and loaves, um, the biblical verse, uh, the, the water and wine um, in that little section. Um, and like you said, the, tr the transitions um, aren't obvious. Um, I want to say even seamless, um, you know, because it flows as well as it does. So the, the whole thing in general is, is beautifully constructed. Um, it's, it's a good um, example of, of a form that, you know, I, I almost want to say that, that that isn't really a form, but, you know, it's definitely a vignette, and um, it's it's very well done and well constructed, and, and um, you know, the word choices in the story is still there um, in, a, in a beautiful way. Excellent. And, Boo? Sorry, how's that mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is so beautiful, so romantic, I think, and... I mean, anybody who's kissing your feet is like, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even know. That's just, you know, I don't know, it's all the thing, but, um, and I just, I love the whole thing. I think he writes beautifully. The accent doesn't hurt. Um, hands juggle from his spine. He's forever <laughs> endless in his robe. The hell are made knots and hell are made ink It's just like, 
that I think speaks a lot about poetry, gothic tattoos, reflections. That's beautiful. I mean, the whole thing is just uh, got a serene vibe and beauty, and uh, yeah, it's really, really good. I loved it. Excellent comment. And Shell, will you get to make the last comment of the night? Yeah, I agree with you, Boo. I mean, he had a beautiful accent, and his reading is always uh, captivating and um, quite romantic. I like, when I heard it the first time, it was maybe a month ago or something, um, I saw some, it's the, the duality of the poem you have, like he really, even from the title when he said, uh, two-toned interpretation, and you see this duality all throughout the poem, um, and the, I feel like it's the king and she's the queen. She's forever endless and robbed and sailor made knots and tailor made ink blots. So someone like uh, almost like a queen special and um, close ga- galactic street where needs run runway solitude. So I feel like uh, old time. Uh, he compare her to uh, where everything is closed and the streets and she's just it's really beautiful the imagery. At the end, he kissed her feet. It's like almost a stage. He took us back to um, theatrical stage, just how I felt. Corsé and divine. Just the wording is incredible. Very, very romantic and passionate. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sawa. <laughs> and uh, thank you again, Rob. Yeah. So I'm going to say my thank yous. I'm going to... Um, thanks, Stephen, Brack, Boo, Laughing Soul, Heavenly Angel, Angel, Boodho, uh, JCA, Tila, Salwa, and Rob Cohen for all either calling in, contributing, or sending in uh, sound clouds or all the above. And um, I really appreciate you guys. I, I love learning about these new forms. I actually, um, last month when... Um, when we did the when we did the form, I picked one and I actually wrote one myself in inspiration of two of the people that that wrote one. So it's definitely um, something that excites me. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna say a little bit about our closing song, so I can educate you guys a little bit before I play it. Uh, the closing song um, will be my dedication to Rackentour because uh, he picked it out. There's no one like you. We're gonna keep with the '80s theme because I did open up. Yeah, I did open up with um, with an <laughs> '80s song, and I think last month too I did two '80s songs. So I really like '80s songs, but uh, so we're gonna keep with that theme. And uh, this was the Scorpions breakout song in America, where it hit number one on the mainstream rock charts. The band is uh, from Germany, but had tremendous success in English-speaking countries. Sometimes that might have to do with their unusual perspective. Um, in our in the inter, in a interview with Scorpions guitarist uh, Rudolf, he explained Shanker. when <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. I was going to skip right over that. Uh, he explained that when I had a big single with Nobody Like You in 1982, people asked us why are you guys coming from Germany, um, and you have this number one single in the United States. What is the secret? Uh, I said maybe, or he said, it's maybe because we see things in a different way. 
um, we explain things differently and we go very deep inside with the music and the lyrics and we have a different view and people start liking this view because it's not the same as the views of other people. So that was a little bit of an interview um, and a little bit about the song. And I hope you guys had a wonderful night. And um, we're going to listen to the song. And then I'll see you rock uh, later. I'm going to close out right after the song. And I'll see you rock uh, later for a little bit on your show. And a team of voices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Dan, for hanging out with us on the board all night, too. You're awesome. All right, here we go.
Awesome. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you, Sky. Night, night. Au revoir.